Welcome to Zichudav Siman, my name is Avram Goldai, and here is Zechus Yuma, Dav Lamed Ches. The third parak, Amrahem Hamamuna. This year will not include a pop quiz. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah and Dav Lamed Zayin Amad Alf stated, Nikonur Nasu Nisim Adalso Sub, regarding Nikonur, miracles occurred to his doors. The Gemara brings a Bryce that relates that Nikonur went to Alexandria and Mitzrayim to bring doors. Or she explains that he went to purchase copper doors for the eastern entrance of the Azor. Upon his return, a great storm at sea threatened to drown him, and the sailors took one of the doors and threw it into the sea to lighten the ship's load. When the storm didn't subside, the sailors sought to throw the second door overboard as well, but Nicanor refused. He told them they would need to throw him overboard as well. Immediately the sea calmed, but Nicanor was upset about the loss of the first door. When the ship arrived at port, he saw the first door poking out from under the walls of the ship. Others say a sea creature had swallowed it and spat it out on the land. Therefore, all the gates that were in the base of Migdash were rendered out of gold, except for Nicanor's Mifnation Nasubo Nisi, because of the miracles that occurred to it. Others say they weren't replaced because their copper shone brightly, while Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov says it was refined copper and it shone like gold. Point number two, the next mission lists various families and individuals that are mentioned in Ganai unfavorably for not wanting to share their unique skills with others. Base Garmu, the house of Garmu, Almaisa Lechem Apanim. The Gemara explains that they didn't want to teach their secret for keeping the Lechem Apanim fresh for the entire week. Base of Tinas, Amaisa Katoris. This family didn't want to share their secret for preparing the Katoris. The Gemara explains that only they knew how to prepare it so that smoke went straight up like a pillar. Hugras ben Lady Hayyodea Perik Bashir knew a special musical method but didn't want to teach it. The Gemara brings a bracelet that, that when he wanted to project his voice with sweetness, he would insert his thumb into his mouth and place his finger between the hairs of his mustache. Some say it was between strings of a harp. Ben Kamsar didn't want to teach Maisa Ksub his special method of writing. Abrites explains that he would take four pens between his fingers and he could write a four-letter word at one time. The Gemara clarifies that in the first three cases, the motivation not to teach the skill was so that it shouldn't fall into the hands of the idolaters. Referring to them, it said, Zecher Tzadik Levrocha. The mention of Tzadik is for Bracha. Ben Kamsar, however, had no excuse for not wanting to teach his skill. And concerning him, it said, Veshem Rishayim Yerkav, and the name of the wicked will rot. And point number three, Belezer said, Kol Meshachech Dabr Metabudo, Gorm Galas Levanov, anyone who causes himself to forget something from his learning causes his children to go into exile. It says, Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Rabbi Yabao said, He's demoted from his position of greatness, for it stated at the beginning of that li. Because you've spurned knowledge, I will spurn you from ministering to me. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Dafalamid Zayin Amanov stated, Nikonor Nasu Nisim Dalsosav. Regarding Nikonor, miracles occurred to his doors. The Gemara here brings a Bryce that relates that Nikonor went to Alexandria Mitzrayim to bring doors. Well, she explains that he went to purchase copper doors to the eastern entrance of the Azara. Upon his return, a great storm at sea threatened to drown him, and the sailors took one of the doors and threw it into the sea to lighten the ship's load. When the storm didn't subside, the sailors sought to throw the second door overboard as well, but Nikonor refused. He told them they would need to throw him overboard as well. Immediately the sea calmed, but Nicanor was upset about the loss of the first door. When the ship arrived at the port, he saw the first door poking out from under the walls of the ship. Others say a sea creature had swallowed it and spat it out on the land. Therefore, all the gates that were in the base of Midrash were rendered out of gold except for Nicanor's Mifnation Nasubonisim because of the miracles that occurred to it. Others say they weren't replaced because their copper shone brightly, while Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov says it was refined copper and shone like gold. Point number two, the next mission lists various families and individuals that are mentioned Laganai unfavorably for not wanting to share the unique skills with others. Base Garmu, Almaisa Lechem Apanim. The Gemara explains that the house of Garmu did not want to teach their secret for keeping the Lechem Apanim fresh for the entire week. 
based of Tinas on Maisa Katoras. This family did not want to share their secret of preparing the Katoras. The Gemara explains that only they knew how to prepare it so that the smoke went straight up like a pillar. Hugras ben Levi Hayerdea Perik Bashir knew a special musical method but didn't want to teach it. The Gemara brings a bright so that when he wanted to project his voice with sweetness, he would insert his thumb into his mouth and place his finger between the hairs of his mustache. Some say it was between strings of a harp. Ben Kamser didn't want to teach Misa Haksav, his special method for writing. Abrice explains that he could take four pens between his fingers and he could write a four-letter word at one time. The Gemara clarifies that in the first three cases, the motivation not to teach the skill was so that it should not fall into the hands of idolaters. Referring to them, it said, Zecher Tzadik of Bracha, the Meshem Tzadik is for Bracha. Ben Kamsar, however, had no excuse for not teaching a skill, and concerning him it said, V'shem Rashaim, your Kav, and the name of the wicked will rot. And point number three, Belezer said, Anyone who causes himself to forget something from his learning causes his children to go into exiles. It says, Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Rabbi Yabao said, He is demoted from his position of greatness. For it stated at the beginning of that Pasuk, Because you have spurned knowledge, I will spurn you for ministering to me. All right, so now we go to Simr Ches, and our standard simon is a Dabra Lach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup as our standard simon for Dabra Lach. So here goes. The two miniature copper doors floating the pot of hot chicken soup caused the steam to rise up in a straight pillar and helped all those that smelled its aroma to not forget their learning. Once again, it's slow motion. The two miniature copper doors floating the pot of hot chicken soup, hot chicken soup, that must be run Daf Lamed Ches, a Dabra Lach. The two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup, which reminds the Mishnah of Lamed Zayda Amadov stated, Nikonor Nasin Nisim Del Sosov, regarding Nikonor miracles occurred to his doors. Gemara brings a price that explains that he had purchased copper doors in Alexandria for the eastern gate of the Azorah. Upon his return, he saw the first door that had been thrown overboard because of the storm poking out from under the walls of the ship. Others say a sea creature had swallowed it and sped it out on land. Therefore, all the gates that were in the base of Migdash were rendered out of gold except for Nikonor. So the two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup caused the steam to rise up in a straight pillar, which reminds us the next Mishnah lists various families individuals that are mentioned in the Ganai unfavorably for not wanting to share their unique skills with others. Base Garma didn't want to teach their secret for keeping the Lechem upon him fresh for the entire week. Base Abtinas didn't want to share their secret for preparing the Katoris so that the smoke went straight up in a pillar. Hugras been leaving to a special musical method but didn't want to teach it. And Ben Kumster didn't want to teach his method for writing with four pens at the same time. The Gemara clarifies that in the first three cases, the motivation not to teach the skill was so that it shouldn't fall the hands of idolaters. Referring to them, it said, Zecher Tzadik of Bracha. The mention of Tzadik is for Bracha. Ben Kamsar, however, had no excuse for not teaching his skill. And concerning him, it said, V'shem Rasham Yerkav, and the name of the wicked, rot. So the two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup caused the steam to rise up in a straight pillar and helped all those that smelled its aroma to not forget their learning. Which reminds us, Rebelezer said, Anyone who causes himself to forget something from his learning causes his children to go into exiles. It says, Because you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Riyabau said, He's demoted from his position of greatness. For it stated at the beginning of that Pasuk, Because you have spurned knowledge, I will spurn you for ministering to me. So once again, the two miniature copper doors floating in the pot of hot chicken soup caused the steam to rise up in a straight pillar and helped all those that smelled its aroma to not forget their learning. All right, now it's time for four blah back chazorah. The two go hunting climbing the ladder. Ladder? That must be one of Lamedalit. 
The two go on and climbing the ladder carrying limbs and a mincha, which reminds us it was stated in Abai's list, Ve'evarim mincha, burning the limbs precedes the mincha, for it was taught in Abai's from where do we know that nothing should precede the morning tamid? Well, she explains that this refers to nothing being placed on top of the ma'aracha before the limbs of the tamid. The Torah states, with regard to the tamid, which is an ola offering, ola, he shall arrange the ola upon it. Rav explained, ha'ola, he ola rishona. The expression, the ola, teaches the ola is offered up first. Therefore, the limbs of the tummy are burned before the mincha is offered. So the two Kohanim climbing the ladder carrying the limbs and a mincha pass another two carrying Ketoris and Nesachim on a second ladder, which reminds us, the Mishnah had stated, The afternoon Ketoris was offered between the burning of the limbs of the afternoon tamid and the offering of its Nesachim. The Gemara asks what the source of this ruling is, and Rabbi Yochanan answers that the Pasuk regarding the Tamid states, Like the mincha of the morning and its libation, you shall make the afternoon mincha. This indicates that just as in the case of the morning mincha, the Ketoris precedes the Nesachim, also here, regarding the afternoon service, the Ketoris precedes the Nesachim. The Gemara objects and says that if this is so, let us say, that just as there in the morning the Ketoris precedes the burning of the limbs, so to here in the afternoon the Ketoris precedes the limbs. So my answer is, is it written, Ki Ivrei Aboker, like the limbs in the morning should be the limbs of the afternoon, Tamid? No. It's written instead, Keminchas Aboker, like the Mincha of the morning. Keminchas Aboker, well, Ki Ivrei Aboker. This implies that the afternoon Mincha should be like the morning Mincha, and not that the limbs of the afternoon, Tamid, should be like the limbs of the morning, Tamid. So the two Kohanim climbing the ladder carrying limbs and a Mincha, Pass another two carrying Ketoris and Nesachim on a second ladder, who had stopped to watch heated iron bars being tossed into the mikveh. Which reminds us they would heat iron bars Erev Yom Kippur and cast them in the cold water of the mikveh so that it would lose some of its chill. The more questions how this is permitted since this leads to siruf, hardening the metal. Rabbi answered, The iron did not reach the degree of heat needed for strength. And Rashi explains that it already had cooled down. Abai says you can even say that the iron reached the degree required for hardening and yet it was still permitted since Davar Shainu Muskava Mutter. An unintentional act is Mutter. And the word clarifies that Abai holds that Davar Shainu Muskava Asr with regards to a Daraisa. Hardening the metal though is only a Drabanan and therefore it's permitted. Daflamet Hay, so the similar Daflamet Hay is a children's choir singing La La La. The cute little children's choir, children's choir, that must be more Daflamet Hay. La, la, la. The cute little children's choir decked out in the finest linen robes, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Lama Dalot on the base brought him out close regarding the value of the big day love and Rebbe holds the Kongada with Don Peluzin linen worth 12 mana, and the afternoon he wore Hindu linen worth 800 zuz. The Chami held in the morning with Don linen worth 18 mana, and the afternoon linen worth 12 mana, altogether worth 30 mana. The Gemara here notes that according to both opinions, the morning linen was worth more and asked for the source. Rav Huna Breda Revelai said the Pusik states the word bud, linen four times in regard to the morning begotim, which teaches that mufchar babad, the choices of linens, must be used. So the cute little children's choir decked out in the finest linen robes that their adoring mothers made for them, which reminds that after the public service was completed, Akonu's mother made a katonus for him, would don it and perform the private service of Otis Yachid in it, provided that he transfers the katonus to the public for temple use. Rush explains the more calls the removal of the machta and the kaf from the Kodesh Kadashim and Avodis Yachid, because not needed for the public's kapar. Rather, it's the Kohen Gadol's personal obligation to clear away the kalim from that place. Therefore, he may perform the avoda in the katonis made by his mother. But since this service is part of the public Yom Kippur avoda, it must be performed in Begadim, belonging to the base of Migdash. So the Gemara asks what the point of teaching this is. Once the ownership is transferred, it's obvious he may serve in it. The Gemara answers that we might have said, Nechush Shemelim Yafa Yafa. We should be concerned that he didn't transfer the ownership well, meaning 
wholeheartedly, which would invalidate the Avoda. The Tana, therefore, is coming to teach that we do not need to be concerned. So the cute little children's choir, decked out in the finest linen robes that their adoring mothers made for them, sang the You Have No Excuses song, if you're poor, wealthy, or handsome. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Brights that Aniva Ashiv Russian Bain Ladin, a poor person, a wealthy person, and a wicked person, come to judgment on why they didn't learn Torah. To the poor person, they say, were you any poorer than Hillel? And they describe the extent of Hillel's poverty. To the wealthy person, they say, were you wealthier than Reboaz and Rechazom? and describe how his immense wealth didn't deter him from learning Torah, and to the person who got caught up with his Yetzirah, they say, were you more handsome than Yosef? Describing how he was able to overcome his temptation of Asia's Potiphar, the Gemara concludes, Nimse Hila Mechaivas Anim, Rabbi Lezim and Charsom Mechaivas Hashirim, Yosef Mechaivas Rishayim. The Simr Daf Ramadvav is a Lulav. So here goes. The Lulavim, Lulavim, that must be more on Daf Ramadvav. The Lulavim standing upright in the northern part of the Azorah, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, which reminds the mission on the bottom of Lamed Hayam and Beis discusses the Kongadu's Vidui on his par, which is done in the northern part of the Azorah in the place where it's shechted. He comes to the bull and his bull would be standing between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. The Gemara here suggests that the mission is going according to Rebbe Rebbe Shimon, based on a price that taught Ezu Tzafon, what part of the Azorah is regarded as north, Rabbi Yosef of Yudah says it's from the north wall of the Mizbech until the north wall of the Azorah. Rabbi Rabbi Shimon adds the area between the Ulm and the Mizbech, and Rabbi adds the area in which the Kohanim may walk, referring to the Ezra's Kohanim, as well as the area in which non-Kohanim walk, referring to the Ezra's Yisrael, both of which are east of the Mizbech. The Gemara concludes the mission can also be going according to Rebbe, for if he holds an area of less Kedush is considered north, then certainly an area closer to the Ulam is considered north. The reason the part is positioned between the Ulam and the Mizbeach and Yom Kippur is Mishim Chush of the Kohen Gadol, because of the weakness of the Kohen Gadol, confessing and then shakting it farther away would require carrying the blood a greater distance. So, the Lulavim standing upright in the northern part of the Azorah, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, in Sukkah, the Lekha transgressor, who said Vidui on his Ola, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a price that includes the Malchus regarding Vidui on an Ola. Although an Ola is not brought for transgressing a mitzvah's losase, Rabbi Yosef says one does confess on it for the sins of Lekha Shechut Peah Rabbi Kiva says an Ola is not brought except for violating a mitzvah's ase and a mitzvah's losase, Shinitikla a mitzvah's losase that's remedied by a mitzvah's ase. Rabbi Yumi brings one interpretation of the Malchokas, and Abai disagrees, saying, They disagree regarding the mitzvah's ase of you shall leave, with which the prohibitions of Lekha and Peah conclude. Rabbi Kiva holds Tazov Mikar Mashma. That you shall leave implies the initial obligation to leave the leket and pay it for the poor, but it's not meant to rectify a prior failure to do so. Therefore, these mitzvahs are not in the category of Olavanita Kalase. Rabbi Yosef Gli holds Ashtamashma that this command complies a present obligation taking effect after the prohibition has been violated and serves to remedy the transgression. Hence, they do fall under the category of Olav Anita Kla'ase. So, the Lulavim standing upright in the northern part of the Azorah, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, encircled the Lekha transgressor who said Vidui on Azola, saying Chatasi Avisi Peshati. Which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce that Rebmer holds that the Kongadol says Vidui over his par by saying Avisi Peshati Vchatasi. For this, how Moshe referred to Hashem as Nose Avon Pesha Vchata'a, forgiver of Avon Pesha Vchata'a. The Chachamim challenged Rebmer because Avonas are willful sins, Bishayim are rebellious sins, and Chetayim are inadvertent sins. So once one confesses over the first two, which are intentional, it doesn't make sense that he confesses over the inadvertent ones. Rather, the order is, Chetasi v'avisi u'peshati u'fenecho. 
placing the inadvertent sins first, followed by those done willfully, and then followed by those done in rebellion. What Moshe was saying was, Master of the universe, at a time that Yisrael sins before you and then does teshuva, transform from them their willful sins into inadvertent ones. So the symbol of is laser tag. So here goes. The kids probably wearing their I Say Please stickers were allowed to walk diagonally on the sides of their laser tag coach. Laser tag coach. That must be more on Duff. Lamed Zion. The kids probably wearing their I Say Please stickers, which reminds us we learned that the Yom Kippur Vidui begins with the word Anna, please, because Kapar stated here regarding the Kohen Gadol's par, and Kapar stated there regarding Moshe Rabbeinu's confession at Chorev after the Jews' worship of the Egel Zahav. Just as there at Chorev the Vidui began with the word Anna, so to here the Vidui begins with the word Anna. We also know that the Vidu is recited with the divine name because Kapar stated here regarding the bull and Kapar is mentioned regarding the Egel Arufa just as there the Vidu began with the divine name so to here the Vidu is said with the divine name. So the kids proudly wearing their I Say Please stickers were allowed to walk diagonally on the sides of the laser tag coach which reminds us Rav Yudas said HaMahal Kumin Rabo Zabur if one walks to the right of his rabbi he is a board. The mirror explains that by walking next to his Rebbe, he appears to equate himself to him. Secondly, the mirror says he should walk to the left of his Rebbe, so that if he needs to assist his Rebbe, his right hand will be available to help him. The Gemara questions this based on a number of sources. The next mission states that when the Kongado walks to do the service with the two goats, the Skan walks to the right, and the Rosh Beisab walks to his left. Secondly, it was taught in a brisa. Regarding three are walking along the road, the rub should be in the middle with the greater Talmud to his right and the less one to his left, which we find with the three Malachi Ashars who visit Avram. Mikhail was in the middle, Gabriel was to his right, and Raphael was to his left. How then could Rabbi Yehuda disparage someone who walks to the left of his rabbi? When the initial answer that he was walking behind his rabbi is rejected, since someone who does so is considered Megase Ruach, from among the arrogant, the Gemara concludes that the Brisa meant that the Talmud should be diagonally to the side of his rabbi. So the kids probably wearing their I Say Please stickers were allowed to walk diagonally on the side of their laser tag coach and watch him laser a curse on a tablet against their rivals in alphabet code. Which reminds us, the Mishnah stated that Helena, the mother of Mumbaz and Melech, made a golden tablet upon which the Parsha Sot was written. Rashi explains she made this to avoid opening a Sefer Torah in order for a Sofer to copy the oaths. The Gemara says that one can learn from this, Kosin Megil Latinok that we may write a scroll that only contains a Parsha from the Torah from which a child may be taught. Reish Lakish refuted this saying in the name of Rabbi Yanai, Baal Beis, the Parsha Sot was inscribed on the tablet in alphabet form, meaning only the first letter of each word was written. The Kohen viewed each letter and wrote the corresponding word. This would avoid violating the prohibition against writing a portion of the Torah. When this is challenged from a Bryce, the Gemara revises its answer and says, the tablet contained the beginning words of each Pasuk and the rest of the words were written in alphabet form. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.